At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Circus Sportsbook here in downtown Las Vegas. In for Tim Murray and Sean King, Scott Seidenberg, Jonathan Von Tobel. This is the nightcap here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. As all eyes of the sports world are focused in on the Chase Center in San Francisco, Game 5 of the NBA Finals in the second quarter right now. The Golden State Warriors leading the Boston Celtics 41-32 and JVT I think if we wanted to sum up this first half, there's about three minutes left in the first half, we can say the Celtics looked terrible in the first quarter, great defense in the second quarter, but overall being outplayed. Uh, yeah, it's it's their offense that has been killing them at this point. And right now when you have 32 points, it's pretty obvious. But when you're shooting the way that they are at this point right now, I've got them at 3 of 15 from three-point range. And some good looks, too. Like, that's really one of the big differences here. They are missing wide-open shots that are just not falling. So you would think, as one goes down for Marcus Smart, that maybe in the second half and in that dreaded third quarter, which has screwed them in every single one of these games, that these shots start to fall because they're generating looks, as you mentioned, playing, I would say, still elite-level defense the way that they've been going at this point right now. Um, but you got to make your shots. And some of these foul calls have not gone their way. They're not dead. But um, it's not looking good on the road. A yeah. place where they have performed very well. They have performed very well. And I made, I made the point earlier, we were talking off the air, and if you look at their history in the playoffs with Tony Brothers officiating, now say what you will about this, but we give out these stats all the time when it comes to you know the officiating in the NBA playoffs especially. They are, what, 3-12 and 12 straight up, 4-11 ATS in games involving Tony Brothers since 2015, and so far the foul calls have just not gone their way, including one with .2 seconds left at the end of the first quarter, which also led to a technical foul call against Ime Udoka. Yeah, he called Udoka for stepping out of the coach's box. (laughs) So, of course, you know, in an NBA Finals, you got to call everything. Uh, But they got lucky, right? Three free throw attempts in that sequence Mm -hmm. for the Warriors. They missed two of them, and so it could have been a lot worse for them at this point. I mean, I think this, you know, I've said this before. I'll get your thoughts on it because we're watching this. Every single time I've watched the Celtics fail in terms of losing games, performing the way they have, I come away from it thinking that Boston is doing it to themselves as opposed to what a team is doing to them. 
and we're watching this again here today, and I can't help but think as I'm watching them play that this is another sequence of Boston shooting themselves in the foot, whether it's coming out slow, whether it's missing wide-open three-point attempts, mm-hmm. whether it's committing some fouls that, that should not have been committed, turnovers as well. We watched Marcus Smart commit a boneheaded turnover, and then what, <laughs> like 10 minutes later, make one of the most brilliant passes we've seen in this series to a no-look, just slant route it looked like to Robert Williams for a finish of the bucket. But this team is capable of playing better. And I think when you've watched them up to this point, the non-aggression in the first quarter, uh, the missed shots, it has dug this hole that they're in, but they're also perfectly capable of digging themselves out. They're a really good team, and to play as poorly as they have and only be down by eight points right now with 218 left to go in the second, uh, it is a sign of their potential. Now, neither team shooting well, JVT. Uh, both teams, three of 15 from three-point range. Yep. So they're both shooting extremely poorly. From beyond the arc, this game closed at about 211 on the total. Live total sitting here now, 197 and a half. The Warriors, seven and a half point favorites on the live line, and the Celtics plus six and a half, uh, seven and a half. The Warriors, seven and a half is juiced, by the way, at minus 120. We know how good the Warriors are in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. They've won every third quarter in this series. Assuming this lead holds for the Warriors going into the half, what's your outlook on the Celtics for the second half, knowing about the Warriors in the third quarter? Well, given the extremely small sample size we have in the series, which is four games, Mm -hmm. uh, you would say not good, right? They've lost these three quarters now. I guess you would say that in game four, their third quarter attempt was better. Uh, If you look at it from the perspective of they only lost it by seven. Uh, When they went to Robert Williams later in that third quarter, he kind of stopped the bleeding for him a little bit and allowed it to kind of like at least tamper it down a bit. And then we know they took the lead in the fourth quarter and ultimately, but that was a much closer game. And again, eight eight points isn't that much, but in a game like this that is playing at this pace, that Mm -hmm. is playing with this scoring, eight points is seemingly more like almost 10 to 12, yeah. just given the way that this game is being played out at this point right now. So I would say if you're Boston, I think your priority is obviously to cut into this lead, but you don't want to be down by double digits when you go into halftime. The way that these third quarters have gone, and not just in this series, and we know how good the Warriors have been, third quarters have been the issue for Boston in the regular season as well. Now, so You said two things before we got on the air when it comes to how you can assess this first half for the Boston Celtics. You can say, well, Steph Curry has... Four points. That's it. Four points here in this first half, and the Celtics are down by eight. Or you can say the Celtics have played terrible offensive basketball, and yet they are only down eight. It's 44-35, so now uh, the lead is extended a bit now here. 2.18 to go in the first half. Jason Tatum has 11 points to lead the way for the Boston Celtics. And Andrew Wiggins yeah. leading the way with 14 points for the Golden State Warriors. Well, and I would think, too, because when we're talking about things riding the ship, right? I mean, how many times have we watched? I would say, so Wiggins right now has six made buckets. Would you say four of those have been tough turnaround jumpers? Yes. Like right from the elbow. Making great shots. With a contest in his face. So you would think like something like that. These wide open attempts that Boston is getting, that there is going to be something in terms of a small correction here for the Celtics by the time you get into the second half and you can reset at the break. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you've got you've to shore things up. They've only got three turnovers. All three of them are pretty bad. You've got to change that. You've got to change some of these offensive possessions. We just watched one right now where Jalen Brown just jacks up a shot from the free throw line. That can't be the look that mm-hmm. you get. You can get that whenever you want. Forget about that. The long two is the right. worst shot in basketball. Right. 
you know, take a couple of steps back in the point and it's worth three points, right? Yep. Or take a couple of steps forward and it's a higher percentage shot. So a bad or a percentage or, or a chance of yes. getting a foul call. Yes. So the long two, just a terrible shot by Jalen Brown. And we talk about the Celtics defense. I mean, the Warriors are playing really good defense as well. These have been tough looks for the Celtics as much as they've been open looks. They've been tough looks from the free throw line. They have been awful as well. Now, two of three of seven from the th- from the free throw line. Okay. So that's four points that they could have had. And I know you know you never want to assume anything, but they're called free throws for a reason. JBT, you yep. got to make your free throws. And so we'll look at what they're down right now, and look at what they could have had if they make a couple of free throws here. But not looking good right now for the Boston Celtics and the Warriors, who came into this game closed at what a four point favorite mm-hmm. going into this game. Look like that was the right side all along. And that's what happens, right? When you don't take care of opportunities, what happens? Steph Curry, tough following baseline jumper, but still, you don't want Curry to get going because this is going to be part of your problem. If you're down by 11 or 12, going into the dreaded third, it's going to be an issue. Uh, And also, to the point of the free throws, the big problem with the free throws, it's not even just missing them. It's and ones. Jason Mm -hmm. Tatum has had two and ones that he has missed in terms of his free throws. Like that's that is a problem for the Boston Celtics. So he got a little tough here. He got to the basket. He made it, and you get a Steph Curry miss. So we'll see if that's going to uh, work things out. But if you're the Celtics, obviously very important seventy four seconds here because uh, you want um, five six point deficit by the time you get in half. Hell, we want to win. You still can do it. Come on. We had a seven-point play two games ago. We can get another one. It's going to be very difficult here. Another turnover for the Boston Celtics. And the Golden State Warriors are going to take, it looks like, a double-digit lead going into the half. And then knowing how well they've been in the third quarter, uh, just taking a look at the quarter price right now, third quarter, currently Warriors plus one-and-a-half points. Now, the half isn't over yet. It's almost over. We're about a minute. We're a couple seconds away. But... Third quarter, Warriors plus one and a half, not minus one and a half. So that's just being baked in the live algorithm thinking, hey, Celtics have to come back. This is going to be a competitive game, and you expect them to come back. But knowing how good the Warriors have been in the third quarter, any interest in the plus a point and a half? Look, I'm going to say this. So I'm big on data. I'm big on numbers, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but there's also just something that stares you in the face that you don't want to get in front of, and that would be the Warriors in the third quarter. So I think at this point, it would be Warriors or pass, um, just given the way that they have not only done it in this entire Steve Kerr era, mm-hmm. but the way that the Celtics have handled these third quarters. They have looked lost. They have looked like this has been something that has given them problems coming out of these breaks. And it's weird because these fourth quarters have been tremendous for Boston other than game four on Friday. But I would think when we talk about like water finding its level, all of these, what we've seen from Boston, it makes sense that you would expect them to come out in the third quarter and perform better given the shots that they have generated. But I'm not getting in front of that train. Are you going to bet against the Warriors in the third quarter? This game, the worst sweat in the world. This game's a blowout. I, 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 there's nothing that I have watched, and maybe I'm just Debbie Downer over here. Womp, womp, womp. But I really, I, this game is not, this is not going to be a competitive game. The Warriors are going to win this game by 20. I don't think so. I'll push back on that. I, I think you've seen some good stuff from Boston. If you look at the, the wide open shots that they've generated from three, that just can't hit a basket. You no, can't hit a shot. It's halftime. I think we've seen before in the uh, the NBA that twelve point leads aren't uh, aren't very much. They but haven't gotta, even scored. They won't even score forty points in the first half. But you can't when you look at something like that and you turn the ball over on a bad jump, like a bad uh, bounce pass on the baseline. Those are the mistakes that Boston has made. Throughout this entire postseason, that has cost them many, many times. That's a tough layup by Steph Curry. It's ridiculous. The half has come to a close. It is 51-39, Golden State Warriors at the half. 
These two teams, uh, the first half goes under. The game total now is at a live total of still 197.5 on the live total for this wow. game. Uh, JVT, it doesn't look good. We will evaluate the second half action coming up next. Talk about the updated third quarter price. Talk about the second. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Half line, second half unders have been a good play in this series and in this entire postseason, but given the low scoring nature of the first half, is that a way that you want to look in the second half? We'll keep an eye on that as well and update you on everything going on with the player props in this game. Once again, we are at the half. The, the Warriors leading the Celtics 51-39. He's Jonathan Von Tobel, who's also our senior NBA analyst. You follow him on Twitter at MeJVT. You can listen to Hardwood Handicappers on your leisurely time if you want. Beeson.com slash podcasts. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air. We are in for Tim and Sean. This is the Nightcap here on Beeson, the sports betting network. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zin 10 Challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths, Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zen Nicotine Pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zen 10 Challenge today at Zen.com slash 10. That's Z-Y-N.com slash 10. Zen Nicotine Pouches are only for adults 21 and over who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Back here on the nightcap, Jonathan Von Tobel, Scott Seidenberg, in for Tim and Sean here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At the half here of game five, it is the Warriors 51, Celtics 39, and the second half lines are out, JVT, and there has been movement on them very, very quickly. Yeah. We have the, the Celtics two and a half point favorites in the second half at minus 120 on the DraftKings Sportsbook. And the total up now to 108 and a half. 
for the second half. Your thoughts? Um, I think Celtic. I, I laid two minus one fifteen here at Circa in the second half. Uh, I think that's. Um, I think it's obviously a smart play. But it, um, look, if you look at this from the perspective of Boston, if there are things that you like about what they did. Tatum has been aggressive. He has gotten to the free throw, not the free throw line. Excuse me. He's gotten to the cup. Six and nine from the floor. He's missed a couple of three point shots. He's one of three. Uh, he's also got thirteen and eight. Uh, but this is more about the shots that they have generated. Missed wide-open attempts. We saw Horford miss a wide-open attempt. We saw Smart miss a wide-open attempt. We've seen Jalen Brown, Peyton Pritchard, both miss wide-open attempts. You're getting good looks in the flow of your offense. Those shots just aren't going down. And on the flip side, you're still playing your brand of basketball defensively. 51 points for the Warriors at the half. From an offensive rating standpoint, let me refresh this on the screen so I can see it. A 108.5 offensive rating for the uh, Warriors in the first half. That's a really solid start for you defensively. It's about you getting it in gear here yourself. Now, Laying the two minus one fifteen, I'm going in the face of the Warriors in the third quarter. <laughs> so we'll see. Hey, get this, get the Celtics to win the quarter by one. Everybody's happy because the Warriors are covering uh, because it's one and a half there. But I, I think if you're Boston, you clean those things up, man. Again, nine turnovers in the first half, mm-hmm. multiple missed free throws. Those are mistakes that you're making, right? We're seeing these turnovers. These are unforced errors. Quite a few of these. The magic number here for Boston, though, sixteen. They are zero five in this postseason when they commit sixteen or more turnovers. You can't commit those turnovers. And now we've already got nine. So, again, it's a small sample size. you got seven turnovers worth of work here yeah. to keep it down in the second half. But I think if you're Boston, you're feeling relatively confident that you can turn this around, at least cover a number like that in terms of minus two in the first in the second half. Let's take a look at the prop market. Prior to the game, Jason Tatum's point total 27 and a half. He leads the Celtics right now with 13 points. His rebound total was six and a half. He's already gone over it. Yep. He's got eight rebounds already. Five and a half was his assists. He has just one. And three pointers was three and a half. Jason Tatum, one of three from the three point line. Jalen Brown's total points was 23 and a half. He has just four points, JVT, on two of 10 shooting. Yep. I mean, we were talking about this early when we were watching before he came on the air. He was the aggressor when nobody else was. Yes. So he was he was trying to get in the paint. A lot of guys were coming to him. He was taking a lot of tough contested shots. But I think you do like the 10 in terms of the attempts because he at least was kind of starting to try to get mm-hmm. going. And then you saw Tatum start to open this thing up. And Tatum's been pretty good. He only has one assist, but I think he's made some pretty good passes. And this is kind of that game, too. We were talking about the finals MVP market, right? And if the Celtics can turn this thing around to win this series, you were waiting for that game from Jason Tatum. He's actually finally having an efficient game. He looks like the aggressor now for Boston. So if Brown can turn this thing around, if he starts hitting three-point shots, I mean, it's for a team like Boston, who in the postseason has taken over 40% of their attempts from three, has shot over 37%, a half like this is an outlier in terms yeah. of their shooting. And you would expect that this is going to uh, – and, and look, a single game is also a small sample size, obviously. Mm-hmm. This could continue for the rest <laughs> of the night, obviously. But you would think the way that Boston is shot in this postseason that uh, I think a better performance than 20% from three is going to come here in the second half. Robert Williams has already exceeded his point total, which was yep. seven and a half. He's got eight points on three of four. From the field, his rebound total seven and a half. He is sitting here with just three rebounds and currently. Really quickly, by the way, for him, you look at the box score for him. When you have a bunch of guys, Tatum's minus nine, Horford's minus twenty, Smart's minus twelve, Brown's minus fifteen, Robert Williams zero. Like he's been a really mm-hmm. good impact player for them. And I would, I would assume, because we were, I mentioned this when we were watching at the beginning. Ima Udoka went with the same, the, the same plan where he started those bigs, and then Williams was the first big off the floor. 
I think you got to make Horford the first big off the floor when yeah. you go to your rotations in the second half. We'll see if he makes that adjustment, but Williams has been incredible. Let's take a look at the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry's point total went off at 30 and a half. He has 10 points on 4 of 10 shooting, but important to note, he's 0 of 3 mm-hmm. from 3-point range. Now, the only starter that has even made a 3-pointer for the Golden State Warriors is Klay Thompson, so no one else is making any 3s for this team. Curry's uh, assists was 5.5, and... A half and he only has uh, two assists right now. For Clay Thompson, 19.5 was his point total. He has just five. Andrew Wiggins, 17.5 points pre-flop total. 16 points on 7 of 14 shooting. And you talked about it earlier, making a lot of difficult shots. The turnaround jumpers, Andrew Wiggins, has been very impressive here in this first half. Also, he has gone over his rebound total already which was at six and a half. He has seven rebounds for the Golden State Warriors. For Draymond Green, seven and a half points. Guess what? He's gone over already. Eight points for Draymond Green, three of six from the field. His rebound total, seven and a half. He has four rebounds. His assist total, six and a half. He has three assists. Is I know it's crazy to say this. Eight points, four rebounds, three assists in the first half. Is this the best Draymond Green has looked this series? No, of course. Yeah, yeah it really has. <laughs> and and this is the dangerous part, I think. So we're talking about like the ways you can look at this, right? Mm-hmm. And so I've kind of presented the Boston side of this. The Warriors side of this is that Steph Curry's been largely, you don't want to call him ineffective, but he hasn't been the same guy. And you look around the scoreboard and you see that Wiggins is doing what he's doing, following up a 17-16 and 16 game with 16-7 and 7 in the first half. Draymond Green looks like Draymond Green. The patented like fake handoff like a quarterback play action pass going to the bucket that we saw in the first quarter. He's looking aggressive in terms of the way that he's scoring. And we haven't even mentioned the fact that the Warriors did this with Kevon Looney having three fouls early in this mm-hmm. game and having to ride the bench and only getting four minutes in the first half. Looney on the floor in this series are grabbing 55% of the available re- or rebounds. When he's off the floor, it's down to 45%. And still, at the break, they're only down by two boards. You're going to get more Kevon Looney in the second half, too. So what does that mean for the Boston Celtics? Are they going to start to get beat up on the boards now, too? Mm. I mean, that's the other part about this, how, how it moves forward. But you would think they're going to go after Kevon Looney with three fouls when he gets out there. So... Yeah, from the Warriors' perspective, you can paint a lot of positives for them, too. And they're, of course, up by 12 at the break. Yeah, look at their plus-minus. I mean, you know, Curry and yep. Porter, plus 17. Draymond's a plus 16. Clay a plus 14. Really, the only negative person has been Jordan Poole. He's played eight minutes, and he's a minus eight. Well, so. and that's the big one, right? Because if you look at the minutes discrepancy, it, you see, I think Kerr's kind of seeing this now because mm-hmm. Poole's a defensive liability. Yep. And he's kind of, when he comes to his, I've seen it on Twitter, I think it's put, Jordan Poole plays like there's a lot of hot chicks around and they're watching. <laughs> He's trying like really hard, really hard to do something incredible. And you saw it. He hits a three in transition to one possession, back-to-back plays. He commits a turnover, has a bad pass and a bad attempt. It's a missed shot. So he gets yanked to, have, to play eight minutes and be when your team is up by 12, a minus eight. Mm-hmm. It speaks to how poor it's been. So the minute discrepancy that I'm talking about here, who's got 13 minutes already at the half? Gary Payton the second. And I think Kerr's now comfortable with, I think in terms of my bench guards, I'm going with Gary Payton the second more often now than I'm going with Jordan Poole. Yeah, Gary Payton's got seven points. He's made one free throw, uh, a one three pointer. He's gotten mm-hmm. to the free throw line and nailed both of his free throws. So he has contributed offensively. He's a plus three in his 13 minutes, and he is not expected to contribute offensively. He's there for his defense, 
And, and I think that the, the Warriors, we talk about the Celtics defense, the Warriors have done a great job defensively. I mean, Jason Tatum did not look comfortable mm-hmm. in that first quarter, didn't have any points really in that in that first quarter, and then obviously has come on and has shot the ball more in the second quarter, making a three-pointer, taking three, taking three of them. Uh, so I'd like to see more aggressiveness from the Celtics offense. I felt that they made maybe one too many passes at times in yep. these possessions, if that makes sense. And I'd like to see more shots get put up and see if they fall, but not a lot of aggressiveness here from the Boston Celtics. And they trail by 12 here at the half. And if they, they got to come out here and win a third quarter, finally, if they want a chance to win this game. Yeah, I think for me the key is, and you kind of alluded to it, right now, according to Cleaning the Glass, and the Warriors, their scorekeepers, handle things differently when they talk about shots at the rim. Mm. But the Celtics, they're 3 of 4 within 4 feet of the basket. They've drawn two shooting fouls. Those are the two that I mentioned. We saw Jason Tatum miss both and one opportunities there. Um, That's, to me, the key. Because you've shown success when you get to within four feet. Tatum has shown success when you get in the restricted area. But you've got to be able to complete some of those. And you've got to get a little bit more aggressive. What was game three? Game three was we're bigger, we're stronger, we're faster. Let's get in the painted area. They scored 52 points in that game in the paint. I think that's what you got to get back to if you're Boston here. Yep. Well, let's get the uh, half t- latest on the half and what we can expect to see in the second half. Chris Miles from NBA TV will join us next. He's Jonathan Von Tobel on Twitter at MeJVT. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air. At the half at the Chase Center in San Francisco, the Golden State Warriors leading the Boston Celtics 51-39. Game 5 of the NBA Finals with the series tied at two games apiece. Chris Miles from NBA TV coming up next. In for Tim and Sean, JVT, Scott Seidenberg. This is the Nightcap here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The MLB season is in full swing, and you can play ball with the Peacock MLB Sunday leadoff challenge. Just draft your players and compete for free for up to $10,000 in prizes. Visit DraftKings.com Peacock for more info. Don't just watch your shows, Peacock them. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. This is the Nightcap here on VSIN. I'm Scott Sadenberg alongside Jonathan Von Tobel. We're in for Tim and Sean here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Third quarter action from San Francisco. It is the Warriors still leading 51 to 49 now over the Boston Celtics, who have outscored the Warriors 10 0 here in the third quarter. Here to talk more about this game, we welcome in Chris Miles from NBA TV. And Chris, when you looked at the first half in this game, the way that the Warriors jumped out to that 12-point lead at the half, what was the biggest thing that stood out to you about both the Celtics' play and the Warriors' performance in that first half? Well, I think the Celtics' defense was much improved on Steph Curry, where he couldn't really find good looks after dropping that 43 in Game 4. And the turnovers for Boston, it's something that we've drilled the entire series and their wins uh, in the postseason, 12 turnovers a game, and their losses over 17 a game. They had nine in that first half, and I thought that they came out really sloppy. It was almost like they had a hangover from that game four. But like you just said, the start of this third quarter, third quarter normally belongs to the Warriors. It's been all Celtics so far. 
So when you watch Boston, I, I've been asking this question of a lot of people, so I ask you, I get the sense when I watch the Celtics, it's more about them than it is their opponent, shooting themselves in the foot, miss wide open threes, miss free throws. Do you get that sense when you watch Boston as well, especially in this first half? Because I thought there were a lot of missed opportunities, missed free throws on and ones and more. I just kind of get this sense that if this team puts this together, starts with the turnovers, they're clearly the better team. Well, I give Golden State this credit. They, uh, for the Celtics, it's a very simple thing, but trying to force them to drive left, uh, forces a lot of turnovers because most of their ball handlers are very right-handed dominant ball handlers. Uh, it's something we don't you know, really talk about because they're NBA players, but Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, those guys, great finishers, but when it's time to pass, they like to go to their right a lot. So the Warriors game plan worked in the first half, but I'm sure Ime Udoka at the half said, hey guys, if we're going to drive left, we have to take care of the ball. And that's the thing about this Boston team. They are very young. And it takes, you know, that they have to be reminded in key spots from their head coach, as opposed to the Warriors, you know, who are this veteran team. They kind of know who they are and where they should be in every single instance. You know, Scott, it reminds me really quick of uh, the best report that I've seen in this postseason, mm-hmm. which was, I think it was game number one in which Ima Udoka, it might have been three, walked into the huddle and reportedly told the uh, Celtics players, stop playing like a-holes. And so I'm sure maybe uh, he, he probably had some choice words outside of some sage advice because he's been absolutely fantastic for this team. Uh, well, Chris, somebody that uh, Boston fans like to call that name is Draymond Green. And if you looked at his first half performance, I know it's only eight points, a couple of rebounds here, but I think it's safe to say this is the best he's looked in these NBA finals. Well, if you're doing player props, it's Draymond Green's. It's on the scene. It's, it's on your screen now. I think we had it at six and a half on our show, NBA Bet. I see it at seven and a half. So you hit the over in the first half, okay? So kudos to Draymond Green. But at the same time, to see a future Hall of Famer over under in the NBA Finals be at six and a half or seven and a half, whatever you're going to get. Uh, I thought that was kind of comical to see the way he'd been struggling to to score the basketball. So those eight points in the first half, hit that over, a good start to the game for Draymond Green, but they're going to need him to keep that up. So when we're looking at these third quarters, I'll I'll ask you, I mean, what has been the difference here for Kerr? There's been reports about how he handles these uh, these second half, or excuse me, these half times and how these third quarters have happened. And of course, it's off to a good start here for Boston. But what do you expect in the rest of the way here in this third quarter from Golden State? Just the usual? Well, it's really interesting because we had uh, Willie Green, who's the head coach of the New Orleans Pelicans on our show. Remember, he was an assistant coach with the Golden State Warriors on NBA Finals Film Room. Uh, when he stopped by, he said, you know, it's not just luck that the Golden State Warriors are great in third quarters. What it is is Coach Kerr sees what works well in the first half, and then he adjusts off of that, anticipating how the defense is going to adjust to what they did well in the first half. That's why Golden State is so good in third quarters. So it's anticipating an adjustment and being ready to make that next move. That's why the Warriors are who they are. But right now, like you said, in this uh, third quarter, it's been all Boston Celtics. Yeah, Jason Tatum, two of two from three-point range in this third quarter, which has fueled this Boston comeback. They've also played tremendous defense. Al Horford with a great adjustment here, trying to get in front of Steph Curry and took an offensive foul call. So when you look now at the way that this series, I know it's crazy to think about this because this game is not over yet, But if Golden State was to come away victorious in this game, is Boston capable of winning Game 6 and Game 7 on the road, in your opinion? Well, the numbers say yes, right? Um, But then again, 
if the Golden State Warriors do win this game tonight, we're already going against the numbers because mm-hmm. the Boston Celtics have not lost two games in a row this postseason. Golden State Warriors have not lost two games in a row this postseason. So in that scenario, you just pointed out, would break that two, three times over in a row. And I think it would be an incredible ending to uh, just a sensational postseason if that happened the way that you just asked that question. So as we're talking, we're watching Kevon Looney scramble over to the scoring table, so he's going to get back out there. Uh, what have you made of Looney so far? Because to me, he's actually been the second most important warrior outside of Steph Curry, especially we saw the difference, right? Game three, I think he plays under 20 minutes. They lose that game. Game four comes in. They win the rebounding battle. They look way different. A little bit of foul trouble here, but with Looney back out there, what are you expecting? And now this dynamic, too, in the fourth quarter, what, is, what does Steve Kerr do with Draymond and Looney as he doesn't really like to play them together? Well, first things first, Draymond Green is playing much better uh, tonight than he has. So I'm sure that he's going to go with Draymond Green in those clutch situations. And Kevon Looney already has three fouls, and that's why he's coming off the bench to start this third quarter. Looney, like you said, the reason he's so important is Draymond Green, let's face it, is about 6'5", right? Mm -hmm. So Looney is the only guy that the Warriors have that plays around the basket that has size to make an impact. Uh, even though I think he's only 6'9", almost 6'10", uh, not necessarily the biggest guy, but that's really where they miss James Wiseman, second overall pick in the draft two years ago that they said uh, may make a de- his debut this season in the uh, summer league as opposed to playing during the regular season. So, man, Looney is important because without Wiseman, he truly is their only size uh, inside. In terms of the finals MVP, I think it's a foregone conclusion. If the Warriors win this series, it's going to be Stephen Curry. And if the Celtics win, as wide open as it may seem, I find it hard to envision the voters voting anybody except for Jason Tatum to win this award. Ultimately, I think it comes down to the performance here in the next two wins, if the Celtics were to get two wins. But who would get your vote right now for the Boston Celtics should they win two more in this series? So two separate answers to that question, right? Um, Going into this game, if I had to place a bet, I would have gone Jalen Brown because he had that sensational game three. The numbers are there averaging more points than Tatum, shooting a higher percentage. But after this first half and what we've seen, I think Jason Tatum is absolutely the only guy that could win finals MVP for the Celtics if they do win this series. But going into this game, I would have laid the money on a long shot in Jalen Brown. Yeah, it's what JVT has. He has the Jalen Brown bet, which looked like a great bet up until tonight. Jason Tatum right now with 22 points. So he has gotten off to a great start here in the third quarter with three three-pointers made. Uh, along those, along that line of thinking, really quick, uh, what do you think we see another Jerry West situation, Steph Curry winning this if they still lose the series? I threw that out the window when LeBron James didn't yeah. win uh, the year Great and point. Andre Iguodala got it. The year that Andre Iguodala won, that was either LeBron James or Steph Curry, right? So I just don't think that uh, the voters are going to do that. Um, now, had LeBron won in what was that, 20, uh, was that 2015, yes. that, those finals? If he won the finals MVP on a losing team then, I thought it could happen. Also, Steph hasn't gotten off to the greatest start today. Um, so I think that kind of goes out of the window. You give it to the winning team and the guy who performed best. Yeah, and uh, you know the, that Andre Iguodala series, series was the reason why I bet Marcus Smart before this series started to win the finals MVP, thinking, hey, 
He shuts down Steph Curry, and if he contributes about <laughs> 24 points per game, maybe uh, they can he can win this award. Uh, well, first, he has to make shots, which he doesn't. And secondly, he has not been able to stop Steph Curry. No one has been able to stop Steph Curry. Chris, I, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us here on VSIN and enjoy the rest of this game and the rest of the series. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Got it, man. Chris Miles from NBA TV joining us here on the nightcap. Currently, right now, we have a tie game in the third quarter as the Boston Celtics have outscored the Warriors 16 to 4 in the third quarter. It is now a Boston Celtics lead. 58-55. Another three gets made. They have outscored the Warriors 19-4 in the third quarter. He's Jonathan Montobo. I'm Scott Sadenberg. We'll get, get you updated on everything going on in this game. This is the Nightcap here on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and the bets are moving for every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. It's the nightcap here on VSIN in for Tim and Sean. I'm Scott Sadenberg alongside Jonathan Von Tobel, who is also our senior NBA analyst here at VSIN. Follow him on Twitter at, at Bed365. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At me, JVT, hit me up at Scott's On Air. Speaking of those betting splits, JVT was all about the Golden State Warriors as the majority of the tickets, the majority of the handle, and the majority of the people out here in the sports book all on the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> yes, it was. And uh, there's a lot of cheering in the first half. It's been a little bit quieter here in the second, so we'll see if that's the case. Celtics, uh, when they're up 63-61, they've hit nine out of their last ten three-point attempts mm-hmm. going back to the end of the second quarter. Uh, this has been the big difference for them. And we were talking about this during the commercial break. 
how it's being generated. It's coming off of dribble penetration and kickouts to open shooters. But things like that can happen. We just watched Marcus Smart try to, try to force a pass in transition that went off of Jalen Brown's fingertips and it turned into a turnover. You get lucky, but stop shooting yourselves in the foot. You've got momentum. You're playing a lot better. Work these half-court sets and get better looks and trying to force things. And uh, you'll be maybe in a pretty good position here as an offensive foul is called on Boston. Yep. And if you're looking at the total right now, I mean, the, all these three-pointers – have uh, led to the second half number being pushed up even higher. Dude. The live total for this game is at 198 and a half. Can I just say, so I'm a big Ime Udoka fan. Like, he's been freaking great. Uh, mm-hmm. I mentioned the quote that he allegedly told the, the huddle. So Grant Williams gets called for a foul right now, and he com- he clearly commits a foul. He yes. yanks Gary Payton the second, and so he's screaming at Ime Udoka to call for a review, and Udoka clearly tells him, stop and go back. Stop <laughs> and go back. Like, it, you just he He's handled this team well, and... I mean, it's been a big difference because obviously, um, wow, why is his name? Uh, Brad Stevens yes. is in the front office now. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get him to this level. And Udoka's he's pushing all the right buttons to this point to have a 63-61 lead in the finals in game five. I, I've been impressed with him all season long. And this is obviously a guy who has turnover. been groomed to be here at this point. He spent all those years uh, in San Antonio with Greg Popovich, right? Learning from one of the all-time greats. Uh, and then gets an opportunity to become a head coach, and it didn't quite work out well early on. And I think it maybe had to do with the Celtics buying into his system, buying mm-hmm. into the defensive system. And then we saw since the end of January on, this has been the best team in the NBA. And you can make the argument that since ja- since the end of January on, he's been the best coach in the oh, NBA. Oh, absolutely. And it comes from not even just buying in. The key thing for him, that which he did, was he switched the defensive assignments to Al Horford and Robert Williams. Mm. Robert Williams was no longer the five on defense, dropping back and pay, all that stuff. He was more off ball. He was protecting guys in the corner, coming over and contesting shots. It made the biggest difference in the world for this team. And, I mean, that's why, to me, I was kind of upset. Marcus, Marcus Smart's a fine defender. He was not the best defender on the Boston Celtics this mm-hmm. year. They yeah. gave it to him because Williams got hurt, so it was a prize for the Celtics. Williams is clearly their linchpin on defense, and he's been incredible in these last like three games, I would say, now that he's kind of getting through this knee pain and working with it. So, I mean, they've been great on that end of the floor, and you're right, since the beginning of January. Uh, I remember, too, this is how you always remember these things, they were 18-21. to 21. I remember it because I had them in a game against the New York Knicks. They were up, I think, 18. They blew it. R.J. Barrett hit a three-point shot okay. to win a regulation. So, yeah, 104-101. <laughs> yep. That was the final. That was the game, by the way. And, and Jason Tatum, before these NBA finals, gave an interview, and they talked about like the turning point for the Celtics season, and he quoted that exact game. Yep. And he said that was the moment that they, whether they came together as a team or whatever happened, that things kind of clicked for them. And from that moment on, they went out and they absolutely dominated. I mean, we talk about uh, they have not lost back-to-back games in nearly six months. And it's like 14-1 and straight up, 13-1 and and against the spread in, in that span. You talk about what they've been in the playoffs here after a loss, but it's just in general going back to the regular season and going back to that moment, that loss against the New York Knicks. From that moment on, they have been the best team in the NBA, and Ime Udoka has done a tremendous job. So something interesting to watch now is this is kind of coming down, and I thought we were talking about this earlier. It's a really great point because this seems to be a game in which we're kind of going against the numbers, right? The Celtics, really good road team, get off to a really poor start on the road. Warriors, dominant third-quarter team, up against it right now in the third quarter. The Celtics have 14 turnovers, and again, they are 0-5 in this postseason where they commit 16 or more. 
So uh, we are we're at a pretty interesting point of this game where if they commit, you know, two turnovers are going to be in that stretch where mm-hmm. trends will tell you they're going to lose yeah. this game. Uh, but right now, have a four point lead. Well, the second half total is just going to be a major sweat because this thing is flying high right now. Both of these teams, we have to. I got to look at this third quarter box score because it's got to be. Uh, there has to have been seven, eight, three pointers made, maybe yeah. in this third quarter. It's been absurd. Right now, the Boston Celtics they lead seventy sixty seven. They have outscored the Warriors thirty one to sixteen in this third quarter. There's still under two minutes left, and the live total for this game is two hundred and a half, which would push that second half total above. The 107 and a half. Mile. I tell you what, so Aaron Renning, a professional handicapper who I, I know and he's been on the network plenty of times. You talk to him. He bets totals in the NBA. Like that's really his bread and butter. I don't mm-hmm. know how you do it. Like when you're betting unders and totals in this yeah. league, it's it's wild to see these swings in terms of offense. And and it's cool because it's like from a viewing perspective, not in terms of sweating it out, but it's these adjustments. It's changing the way that you're playing these games and unlocking your offense and getting more aggressive. And that's what the Celtics have done right now. Now, the fourth quarters in the past couple of games have been incredibly low scoring, which is yeah. why the second half unders have been a profitable bet. Looking at the way these two teams are playing with about 90 seconds left in the third quarter, do you think it tightens up in the fourth quarter as this game tightens up? Yes. No, I do. because, And here's the thing. So this is the other thing that we have to watch now in this fourth quarter, and it's something I've harped on. As great as Boston has been, you mentioned how good they have been since the beginning of January. And I wrote about this today, and it's, and it's something I've harped on here. The Celtics in the regular season, Scott, they were 13-22 and 22 straight up in games which entered clutch minutes. Game within five points, five or fewer minutes left to go. In this postseason, they're 7-5 and five in those games, but they have a negative 14.2 net rating. They, were, mm. they had a negative 9.5 net rating in those games, in those clutch minutes uh, in the regular season. So what happens is offense bogs down. We saw the fourth quarter in game four, right? It was just kind of ISO scoring, hero-type ball. And I think if you're the Warriors, you want to slow this game down, especially when it gets to those clutch minutes. You have kicked their rear ends in clutch minutes in this series, and you want this to be a bogged down, slow type of game when you get to those minutes in the fourth quarter because you clearly have the advantage. So I would think, yes, this is going to slow down. If anything, the Warriors might want to slow it down. Yeah, right now, uh, 71-67, minute 25 left to go in the third quarter. Live line right now is the Warriors minus a half. So Warriors still favored to win this game. They're minus a half, and the live total 199. Oh, now 202.5. Oh, the thing we have changed. Okay. This is what happens, guys. This is a live show. Dude, this game is going on as yeah. we speak. Okay. The, the spreads are changing every second here. The Warriors just make a three-pointer. It is now a 71-70 game. And the live line now is Warriors minus two and a half. Yep. So down one with a minute left in the third quarter, they're, they're two-and-a-half-point favorites in the game. Yeah. Which is very interesting. Yep. Well, and it's also the the joy of following a game live, but also through the apps, <laughs> because I was watching this game on Friday with humans, and he was like two possessions ahead. He was like, oh, you're going to like this. Oh, you're not going <laughs> to like this. Ah, oh, it's going to be great here. <laughs> yeah, interesting stuff here. And, you know, I think if the Golden State Warriors can escape this third quarter with a lead, they got to be thanking their lucky stars because they got completely outplayed. The Celtics went on an incredible run. And then if they still have a lead going into the fourth quarter, uh, they still have to feel confident, right? Comes mm-hmm. down to a final quarter. And if you're not chasing, you're in a good spot. And uh, we'll see what happens here in the final 40 seconds or so of this third quarter. Well, and it's going to be interesting, right? Because the going into game 
four, they were minus 40 in the fourth quarter, the Golden State Warriors. Mm. They win game four's fourth quarter, so they have not been. The third quarter for the Celtics has been the fourth quarter for the Warriors in this series. So we'll see if that translates and comes back, uh, comes back to haunt them here in the fourth quarter today. There have been 55 points already scored in this third quarter. Live total up to 204 and a half as uh, now 56 points scored in the third quarter. This is a stark contrast to what we saw in this entire first half where the Celtics couldn't even make a shot. Sometimes it's just the rim. Maybe they just felt more comfortable shooting on this side of the floor, whether it's the sight line, whether it's the rim, whatever it is. They are a completely different team here in this third quarter making their three-pointers you mentioned the open looks that they had in the first half. They just weren't making them. They were 3 of 15 in the first half. Now they are 9 of 23. So my quick math here is that's what, 6, six of 8? Of eight. Eight yep. I didn't do the quarter? math. I actually just flashed it on the screen. Oh, so. well, you could have just acknowledged <laughs> that you, you, know, you were smart and did the math quickly. He's Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst. You can follow him on Twitter at MeJVT. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up at Scott's on air. We're in for Tim and Sean. This is the Nightcap here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.